well, here's my opinion about that, blah, 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 blah. You know what? I don't agree with you, yada, 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 yada. Well, listen, you're wrong and I'm right. And wait a minute, you're wrong and I'm right. Hey, listeners, does that sound familiar? The inability to come to a meeting of the minds? Disagreements in a most disagreeable way? Why are we so divided? Are we divided? Let's talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us today, and we've got a few announcements to make. Mark, tell them what's going on. Well, beginning today, we are moving from three episodes per week to two full episodes per week. But on the other three days, we are going to be doing little mini episodes that we are calling Quick Tips. Quick Tips. And they'll run anywhere from three minutes to nine minutes and some really usable information. I like it. But it is also looking at efficiency. It's looking at new ways to do things. It's looking at cost savings. You know, everybody likes that in these inflationary times Mm -hmm. we're living in. And your first quick tip tomorrow is going to deal with a very good cost saving if you fit into this particular situation. So everybody stay tuned for the regular podcast and then also stick around each day that we have quick tips. I think you're going to love them. And we want to begin by thanking those of you that have supported the podcast. And you've done that a couple of ways. One, you go to Amazon through our link on our website And you just click on that link and it takes you to Amazon and you log in under your regular account. And it does give us a little bit of a commission to help support the podcast. I think it's wonderful. That's great. I do it that way myself. And a lot of our listeners and family and friends have supported that way. And it does definitely help defray the cost of the podcast. You know, podcasts are not entirely free. There are costs involved and we enjoy doing this and we very much appreciate your support. And we appreciate those of you that have clicked on that buy me a coffee. You know how we do love our coffees. We love our coffee. Speaking of. (laughs) He actually made a fresh pot of coffee. It's a little bit chilly up here in North Alabama. And so we're kind of knocking the chill off with a bit of a hot coffee. And sitting down, you have to have coffee to be able to record a quality podcast. So thank you again, listeners, for your support. Hey, listen, spread the news to your neighbors and friends that Practical Prepping Podcast is something I think they'll really enjoy and learn a great deal from. Now, that was quite an interesting introduction you did with those questions yeah, there. Yeah, I was and having a arg- fight with myself. Arguing with yourself. <laughs> and so it's good that it's not me this time. Yeah. <laughs> So what we're talking about today is divisions. You know, it is a pretty popular subject, and it it causes me to wonder, are we as divided as we think we are? It seems like that's all you hear about in the media, and and I'm just wondering. I do believe there are divisions. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we as a nation are able to handle 
these divisions better than it would appear. And that's part of what we want to wrap this up with today is how are we going to be dealing with some of these divisions if we are in an SHTF situation, whether it is a hurricane that really affects us for two, three, four, six weeks? Are we looking at a power down situation where the neighborhood has to come together? How are we going to deal with those divisions? What do you do with the person across the street that doesn't think it's fair that you have a generator and that they can't run an extension cord all the way across the street to their house? Hmm. And what, what if we go all the way to a grid down situation and we're now with a situation that leaves us without rule of law? Oh. And how are we going to deal with those divisions there? Now, let's back up and get a running start at some of this. And what we want to be looking at is at least have civility and respect of other folks. I think we have to acknowledge that we're all different human beings with different thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and that we need to have a mutual sense of respect one toward <laughs> another, that there there seems to be a way to be able to live differently and yet get along. Yeah, and it needs to be regardless of religion or lack thereof. It needs to be regardless of your political bent. Absolutely. Or your nationality, your nationality or, or skin color. Yeah, or even your sexual orientation. There just needs to be a common ground of civility and respect. And we're not saying here that you have to agree with everyone uh, in whatever their view is. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is being civil and respecting that person. You know, divisions have been recorded throughout history, even from the very earliest beginning of time that we know of, that there have been issues between persons. Some of them were worked out, some of them not so much. Mm-hmm. You have those family divisions. We go back the earliest one recorded was Cain and Abel. Oh, yeah, that's from the Old Testament. In the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, and Cain killed Abel with an assault rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we, you know, we do we actually know what he killed Abel with? I'm not really sure. <laughs> now you've got me thinking. I thought I knew, but now I have to we go We might have back. to do a little homework on that one. And then you fast forward a little bit to Jacob and Esau. Yeah, now, that was a division. That was a tremendous division in that it separated families for years. Oh, yes, it did. I even think of the story of Abraham and his nephew Lot. You mm-hmm. know, there was a large family rift there, and it separated them a great deal. I mean, they geographically separated, yeah. but they ideologically separated for a while as well. And one of the ways that they did that was Abraham said, Pick which way you want to go, and I'll go the other. Yeah, they opposite directions. So yeah. divisions have long been held up to our uh, historical record, I think, for the lessons that we need to be learning from that. And we've seen ethnic and cultural divisions over the years. Discrimination has always been a problem. I don't know that we will ever totally eradicate it. I suppose not a hundred percent. I think that the world in the modern times have come a much longer way. Not only have there been ethnic divisions, but cultural divisions, even among genders. I mean, the men and women have often found divisions among mm-hmm. that particular type of difference. Yeah, and some of it's based on ethnicity. 
Or geography. Exactly. Remember like the the Jews against the Gentiles or the Samaritans. You know, even in the New Testament, there's talk of the Samaritans lived up there over that Mm -hmm. way, and then the Jews lived down here over this way, and they despised one another. And then you had the Romans against the Jews. Right. And then in more modern times, you had the Aryan, the Third Reich type of uh, group against the Jews. And that is still there to a big degree. To a certain degree, it is. is. And then... We go to the Middle East, and we saw the Sunnis and the Shiites. Right. That's been a long—I mean, thousands of years Mm -hmm. in the making on that type of division. I was doing a little reading not too long ago about just before the years leading up to World War II, late 20s, early 30s. And even among the Asian nations, the nation of Japan actually invaded China. Mm -hmm. And there was a tremendous warlike division among the Asian people— one against another for political and geographical advantage. And that's going on today because I read very recently that Japan is really making preparations in case China attempts to invade. Oh, my goodness. So there's still that threat. There's still that. And, of course, we see it everywhere, the difference between rich and poor. There's a lot of discriminations there. The haves and the have-nots, the they call it. haves and have-nots, and often the rich oppress the poor. And better way to say that might be take advantage of the poor. Yeah, it's possible, yeah. And mm-hmm. so then you get into land holdings and religious differences and all kinds of situations that create ethnic and cultural divisions. There's also political ideologies that tend to divide people. Generally in America, it's between a conservative group and a liberal group. And this is probably our biggest division today. And there's even divisions within a single group. Right. Most recently, it's been the far-left Democrats versus the moderate Democrats. Well, and then conversely, Far-right Republicans and moderate Republicans Mm -hmm. can be considered even dividing amongst themselves. Right. So we see a lot of political division there. And, you know, that's almost four distinct political parties. Exactly. Under two umbrellas. Right. And we certainly saw division among the vaccination mandates versus those that wanted freedom of choice. You know, the same with wearing of the mask. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if wearing the mask was the issue or was the mandate the issue. And there's a lot of different schools of thought on that. For me, it was the mandate. Yeah. It it was the mandate on that. Then the notion of a vaccine passport. It was at one time discussed about even moving from state to state or within a state, having some sort of documentation. Papers, please. That stepped on a lot of privacy of medical Mm -hmm. information type of notions as well. Now, one of the things that this can do is it can cause fear or hatred, hatred of another race of people. Or a particular nationality. Yeah, or even of an ideology. And most of the folks in this country today seem to have some fear of the opposing ideology. Well, social media has purported so much of the parroting People are spreading a message, but they're not doing a lot of research on it as well. So we're finding that the fear and hatred is pretty easy to to catch on like wildfire. But yet there seems to be a very shallow, unadvised groups of people that are just spreading the message and creating more fear because there's fears 
you know, spread in numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not solving the problem. It's making the problem worse and, in fact, even ignoring the actual problem. Let's take a short break here for our sponsors, and we will come back and talk about who benefits or profits from the divisions. Mm. Many of us learn to shoot from our friends or families. We got pretty good at loading up and blasting away at our target. But do we know what we need to know to survive a self-defense shooting? How about an active shooter or using cover and concealment? Do you know the difference and why one is better than the other? Get the base handgun training system and you can know the answers to those questions. You'll also cover shoot-don't-shoot scenarios and what to do when the police arrive. The base handgun training system. Check it out. The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. Use the code PRACTICALPREPPING, all one word, for a $50 discount. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off, you find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Crystal Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. We're talking about divisions. They exist. Why do they exist? What's going on with the different divisions with people? And why are we talking about this on practical prepping? We're going to kind of dive a little deeper into this. We're going to talk about who is benefiting or profiting from the divisions between groups of people. There's always the group that's making money from the divisions. Well, who who would make money from a division? Well, they say follow the money. Ah. Well, what's going on in and we're in we're seeing a war between Ukraine and Russia. Exactly. Equipment manufacturers, war equipment manufacturers are making tremendous amounts of money out of this. Well, that's true. I mean, that's a sad fact, but that's always been true in the case of war. It, it is. But those folks don't necessarily want worldwide peace. Well, I see what you mean. It's hard to sell a tank in peacetime. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Unless that particular group or that particular country is trying to rebuild their military. But 
it's all based on the future divisions. You also have political parties making money off of this. Well, how would that be? Fundraising. Okay. How many times do we see, uh, I'm trying to pick out just any illustration here, and, and you see it on both sides that, you know, this has happened. You need to give money so that we can combat this. I've seen it recently in the whole climate change and then the anti-climate change mm-hmm. groups. There's there's basically two schools of thought there. There's the climate change school of thought, and then there's those that believe all of it is a hoax. So we're actually seeing these PACs, these political mm-hmm. action committees, that get together for nothing more than to raise money for climate change research or to debunk climate change, either way. Yeah, or the other party is wanting to do away with democracy. So you need to give your money so that we can fight for democracy. And that works on both sides of the political aisle. Oh, both certainly groups it do it. Absolutely. If you, that, I see what you're saying. You can actually use someone's division or, or their understanding of the division mm-hmm. to create some kind of a, a profiting base. Or, their, or the fear of it. Exactly. And then there are those that who thrive on racial strife. And that's a that's been something that I've noticed in the last, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years. I really studied on this and I actually believe that there's more racial and ethnic division in our country than there ever was in the 70s, 80s or even in the 90s. <laughs> but seems like in the last 20 something years or so, we've seen more of a segregational attitude, uh, almost, you know, splitting off in ways I never would have dreamed of. And then you get those that show up protesting something. Something happens and there's a handful of people and you can research them or probably pull them right off the top of your head that show up to create more strife and they wind up making money off of it. Right. They're they're demanding justice for whatever, you know, mm-hmm. insert name of cause here. Mm-hmm. And they want to get rallying people to support it in numbers and in dollars to create a base of some mm-hmm. kind. And it's extremist, whether it's black or white. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You're dealing with extremists. Right. It doesn't have to necessarily be Mm -mm. a skin color issue. It can be a justice for whatever you think has been injusticized. Or just making threats against another group. So here's the question. Are people really seeking unity through this or are they seeking more division? Some of them are seeking more division or to continue that division. Well, you may have touched on the reasons why. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money to be made at keeping people mad at one another. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And how better to win elections than getting your people mad at the other people? So the purpose of keeping people divided, or maybe several purposes, it takes our focus off of the most important issue. Absolutely. And this may be one of the things that I see happening with a post-SHTF scenario. Okay. That it takes our focus off of what is important. Important is getting through this, surviving through this, thriving through this. But if we are worried about that group down the street, and I'm not saying that there can't be a threat, but if we spend more energy focusing upon that group, then we are doing what's important. 
And regardless of what group it is, in certain situations, people can come together and work for a common cause. I read something in the last 10 days or so. I was doing a little bit of research, and I came across something that in the same article, it talked about this extreme left group that is involved in the hurricane recovery in Florida. And in the very same article is this extreme right group coming together and working. So you've got the left and the right working together for a common good. And if we can focus on the distractions, if we can focus on the divisions, then it keeps our mind off of what's important. Okay, so that might lead you to wonder if somebody's trying to keep you divided, that may be where you need to be following the money in their instance. Exactly. What do they not want us to see? Yeah. Why are they why are they pointing over this direction when we need to be looking in that direction? And that's always going to be political right there when you're dealing with politicians. What do they not want us to see? Mm-hmm. So, All right. Now, let's look at where some of these divisions could take us. Well, it, it can prey upon our human nature that can sometimes be given over to suspicion, mm-hmm. fear of something we don't understand, or fear of people we don't know, mm-hmm. or even hating people and not even be able to articulate why. Right. Because maybe somebody we admire hates them, we've got to hate them, but we can't actually tell you why we hate them. Mm-hmm. There's no actual reason. And it leads to civil unrest and possibly could even lead to civil war. There have been those veiled threats from time to time in this country about the outbreak of civil war in modern times. And even that message can lead to even further division if people aren't careful. Now, here's the good news. There's some things that we can do. What can we do? Well, one is don't fall for the division peddlers. And this is where I'm going to insert my personal opinion here so you can do with it what you please. But I think that there are certain elements of media and it doesn't matter to me what the political ideology of the media is. Media nowadays has a slant, Mm -hmm. conservative or liberal, and I can find issue with either one. But I find that media no longer support the facts they're going to give you their opinion. So now I call them opinion merchants because they're merely on the air to sell you what they think about the story. Mm -hmm. And that's really anti-journalism. And we can't do a whole lot about that. That's true. But I'm just just pointing out that turn, turn it off. Right. You know, recognize it for what it is. Recognize it for what it is. But when we get out here in our day to day thing, we can be respectful of other people. Well, we can. And sometimes you've got to remember that you can offer respect. There's no guarantee you're going to receive it back. That's true. But you have to continue to offer it. Mm -hmm. And you have to be civil. So we can practice civility and respect of others. In the hopes that perhaps you will get civility and respect in return. Because what you send out is generally what you get back. And I'm going to say here in in uh, commendation of what I consider most of the American population, I believe the majority of people are exactly right there. I think that they want to be able to express their thoughts, their feelings, and their ideas in an atmosphere where they'll be heard without being judged or canceled. Mm-hmm. And 
simply agree to disagree and not hold someone in low esteem simply because they have a difference of opinion. Yeah, it's the law of reflection. You get back what you give out. You certainly hope that that's the truth. Now, try this sometime, and I'll do this every now and then, and it'll be 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'll pass somebody, and I'll say, good morning. And they'll give you the look? No. They say, good morning. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) they say it right back to you without thinking. They give you back. (laughs) I did this not too long ago. I, I passed somebody, and this was actually in August, and I said, Merry Christmas. Guess what I got back? Merry Christmas. Did you really? I really did. <laughs> People respond just by respond to the stimuli that they just received. That's an interesting experiment. Try it. I think I will try that next time I'm around somebody that I'll catch them off guard and yeah. see if they'll reflect it back to just, me. Just, just try that sometimes. It, and it can be quite funny. And sometimes they'll go, oh, well, wait a minute. Yeah. And right. it, it, it's afternoon or it's morning or it's not Christmas. And, uh, you know, I just tell them, oh, I start early. Yeah, I right. just start early. I'm, I'm ready to put the Christmas tree up now. Well, you know, there's something that I know that you and I learned, even as young children, even in a family group, that we have to accept the fact that others have opinions. Sometimes their opinions may agree with our opinions, and sometimes they do not. Mm-hmm. And we just merely have to accept that that is the way that it is. I I think in a way that's why our Constitution reads the way that it does. Our Constitution doesn't tell you what you have to believe. It guarantees that you have the right to believe it Mm -hmm. and that you have that freedom. So long as you're not trespassing on someone else's freedom, that there is no provision in the Constitution that says you have to live this particular way. It's not a monarchy. Mm. It's not a dictatorship. It's a freedom of thought, idea, and and expression. And if we want that freedom for ourselves, we must also value it equally out of someone else with whom we absolutely disagree. Here's why this is a prepping issue. I was hoping we'd get around to that. We're getting to it right now. Okay. In a large SHTF situation, we'll likely have to work with other people to get through it. There's actually a division in the prepper community among working with others or lone wolfing it, as some yeah, people say. I, I, I can hear somebody right now screaming, not me. Not me. I'm self-sufficient. I can make it on my own. With nobody else in my life. But yeah, can you really? Can you? If it's a societal altering event, can you make everything that you could possibly need? Could you possibly do your own surgery or even dental work? Mm -mm. Can you last years without having to barter or trade anything with other people? You know, face it, unless you're a hermit, and likely if you are an actual authentic hermit, you're You're not not hearing me right now anyway. (laughs) But if you want to live a hermit lifestyle, you're going to have to face the fact that that's unrealistic because we live in a world with people. Mm Mm-hmm. And most of us interact with people every day. We possess the common decency to be decent people to those around us. And that's the challenge, whether it's today or whether it is in a SHTF situation. Can we have common decency to be decent people? That's a lot to think about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
Divisions can happen. They don't need to be the end of the world for your life. So think about that while you stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.